Windows gets some new features, Forge arrives in Halo, and I bought another Xbox. Happy Friday, friends! It, whoa, this is, uh, I'm going to call it Calamity Week. Calamity Week is the only way to describe what happened this past week. It was, whoo, depending on where you were and where you invested your money. It was, whoo, yeah. uh, an interesting week when across the thing, across the entire ecosystem, gaming and everything else. I bought another Xbox, which we'll talk about here in a second. Uh, there's a good reason why, I promise you. I promise you. Uh, you've got Twitter, you've got uh, crypto... Like, I know we typically talk a lot about Microsoft here, so we'll dive into that first, but whew, we'll, whew, hopefully you all had a good week. I did too. It's Friday. It's hard to be upset or sad or anything on a Friday. So let's dive into the tech news. There wasn't a ton this week, but there was some tech news, so we're going to dive into it because Microsoft is starting to roll out more and more features to Windows 11. One of the better features that has been announced, at least in recent memory here, is a search functionality coming to Task Manager. Now, as long as this doesn't impact performance with of task manager perfectly fine this is great if you're searching for a specific task or process now you can do it it only took 30 plus years actually i don't know how long task manager has been around but i know it's been a long 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 time and now you can finally search other things coming to windows 11 uh windows uh, windows studio effects is now in quick setting i believe that only impacts at least as of right now the surface pro 5g the, the qualcomm version of the 9 that is a really weird, weird, really weird way to say Surface Pro 9 with 5G, which is actually the ARM version, which is actually the Qualcomm version, uh, is getting that. They're also bringing energy recommendations and expanded widget view, which just makes them expand all the way across so you get the full gamut of widgets if that is what you're looking for. Still wish you could remove the MSN stuff and actually put things in that you really want, but we're not going to dive into that because I believe internally MSN is funding the widget panel so that they can drive more engagement, but we're not going to dive into those details now, Army, and that's why they're pinned and you cannot move them yeah so i'm pretty sure that's why you can't remove that stuff uh, icloud photos now arriving inside of your version of photos on windows in windows 11 i should say sometime between now and i'm not making this up according to microsoft between november 31st which is a date that doesn't exist but this is a really cool integration and it just kind of actually makes photos a little bit more useful i would love to see google photos make it in there that's the next big photo conglomerate because i Actually, personally, I mean, nobody asked, but I'll tell you. So when I take a photo on my phone, here's what happens in the background. One, it goes to Google Photos as that is my primary means because they, they have a better search. They have a better they have a better mousetrap. But as a backup, I use it to OneDrive. So I have my photos in effectively two places, my personal OneDrive and Google Photos, so that if one goes down, I should have a backup copy of everything else. Um, so now inside the Photos app, I can access OneDrive and iPhotos. But now getting Google Photos in there would bring my whole world complete. And uh, there you go. Uh, Microsoft did reveal the Surface Pro 9 Liberty Special Edition. This is, they're like doing like these flower floral whatever arrangements. They're pretty cool looking. Now, I believe you can only buy these. At least this was the the when they announced it initially with the first special edition. You can only buy these at the Microsoft Experience Centers. Like I don't think you can just go buy them anywhere i could be wrong i don't know if you can buy them online but that was where you initially had to buy these things they're just custom sort of one-off services they're just slightly different in appearance they look nice i, I they look nice I, that's about all i can say uh, microsoft is also discontinuing discontinu discontinuing the ability for microsoft 365 subscribers to use outlook.com email service with a custom domain i could not even say that that's how frustrating it is so if you were using your outlook with a custom domain mm, you might 
<sighs> you're definitely not adding any new ones. There's specific scenarios where you can keep and retain what you've already got, but it's. I feel like this is the second time Microsoft may have done this, because I feel like at one point they said, we're not going to do this, and they said, hey, we're migrating everything over to GoDaddy, you can go to use them, blah, blah, blah. But either way, I would just, I would stop using Outlook for that because Microsoft very clearly doesn't like supporting it. On to the gaming news of the week. Halo Infinite dropped its winter update and along with it, Forge. Forge is the greatest thing that's going to happen to Halo and if it has a fighting chance of regaining users, Forge is going to be it. Uh, we've already seen some custom user-made maps and that's really what's going to keep this thing alive is that creator economy. So that's really exciting that it did arrive on time and within budget just kidding i have no idea if it arrived on time within budget but it is now available now one thing to keep in mind if you had a problem with your xbox series s or x i don't think the one fell into this where you were on an out where you're on the insider rings and loading the winter update really caused your xbox to crawl to a halt that was a known bug it is now fixed they pushed an update that patches that but if your xbox is still sluggish make sure one you've updated Two, the way to get around it is just to reboot the box. So keep that in mind. Uh, Netflix is working on a Gears of War film. This should be interesting. I'm sure it's going to be very bloody and gory, at least. That's what we all expect. But then we also never expected to see Master Chief's helmet off 90% of the time. Although, different crew, and it's not going to Paramount. It's going to Netflix. So we will see. Uh, fingers crossed that it's actually decent, and we will keep watching that. Uh, EU also announced, as we all know, that they're going into a phase two review of the Microsoft Activision Activision uh, <laughs> acquisition. I can't can't even get it out. It's early here on a Friday, and that is going to phase two. Although everybody, there was a weird interview that came out. Of supposedly, somebody in Italy who's on this commission had an interview and said, like, we really think Microsoft is actually going to get this through. I haven't been able to validate that it's in Italian, and I don't know why a somebody on a commission like that would go do a private interview and just say like, look, as long as they do this, we're going to let them through. I don't know. Maybe they operate a little bit differently on those commissions, but typically that seems like that should be something that should be kept kind of quiet, right? If you're trying to, if you're trying to negotiate with Microsoft, you don't on the side say like, look, just do this and we'll let all of it through. Um, that's not really how those things work, but here we are. So we'll keep them fingers crossed that that actually does get, get through. Now I tweeted this out, which we'll talk about to your Twitter in a second. Um, and FTX for that matter, because I can't ignore them because they're too fascinating. But either way, I tweeted out this week that uh, early in the week that I saw evidence that the $249 bundle may be coming back. Now, things are subject to change, but it looked like it was going to be on the 17th when that was going to be coming back. Remember Target? Uh, yes, it was Target did this for a little bit and it sold out instantly. And it looks like that might be coming back. I don't know if it's coming to Target. I don't know exactly where, but I saw evidence that the $249 bundle is coming back. And so keep your fingers crossed that on the 17th, you may be able to save $50 dues on the Xbox Series S ahead of Christmas. Now, speaking of Xbox Series S, I bought another one. I did. I bought, actually, not another one. I bought my first Xbox Series S. And if you've been following this channel, you know that I have a little bit of history with the Xbox Series S. And I never actually owned one. I owned a Series X, and I never had an S. Now, a couple of things came into play here. I was like, hmm, it's going to go on sale for $249, dudes. That's a great deal. And so I was like, I want to get one at $249. And I'll explain why. But first, I was like, I don't want to be locked out of not being able to get it at 249 So I'm making a bet here, my friends. I went out and bought one. I bought it with my Amex. And the reason why I bought it with an Amex, other vendors do this too. And if it goes on sale, then there's a 
a not a good chance, an absolute 100% possibility that I will get my $50 back when it drops because I can just file that thing or whatever and say, like, look, give me my 50 bucks back. Everybody, if you've ever done a price match guarantee, that's what I'm, I'm effectively doing. reason why I did is like, hmm, I got 30 days for this thing to happen. If it's going to happen on the 17th, I don't want to be rushing out on the 17th to get the console. If I have it already today, then I can save my 50 bucks. Just thinking ahead. Not saying you should do it because I'm not saying it's absolutely going to happen. But if it does happen, I'm prepared. I can already get my 50 bucks back. But the other reason I really did this, I've mentioned it here a couple times, that I don't have a way to, I don't have a capture card, I don't have an Xbox on the series, on the alpha release. Now, we all know what's going on with the dashboard, they're testing the 2023 dashboard and they're going through iterations, and right now, I don't have a way to capture it. I can take a picture with my phone of the screens on Reddit that people put up, but that's not really what I want to do. And considering that my YouTube channel just passed 50,000 subscribers, and it makes a decent uh, amount of traffic off of these sort of things, I figured, you know what, it's probably time to justify buying an Xbox, and I also bought a 4K capture card, the, the Elgato one that plugs in the PCIe one and I hooked the Xbox up the Series S up to it and I put it on the Alpha Insider ring so now I will be able to get those builds and I'll be able to record them at 4k 60 frames per second if I want although I'll probably do 1080p 60 because that's what typically I upload on YouTube and now I have a dedicated box for testing and playing and everything else. The reason why I did not do it on my Series X is because I just wanted to play. And as noted by the Halo Infinite update, I don't want to go to log in and have my whole Xbox just not work and be broken and sluggy and, and whatever else. I just want to play games. So now I have a dedicated box and it was justified doing that. And the time just felt right. And now I finally have the Xbox Series S, which I leaked in my paws, hooked up in the Alpha Insider program. And I can now record at very high frame rates and bring that goodness directly to the YouTube tubes so there you go that is the primary sort of microsoft news if you care about uh we'll do questions here in a second but two things twitter is uh, a place that i hang out a lot i actually really like twitter it'll be sad if the bird site dies i don't know if it's going to survive it is chaotic at best what is happening and they're definitely leading uh with uh violence and chaos i think is the only way to say not like true violence but they're elon has gone through cut things features are popping in and out and i'm just waiting for that service to tip over because it seems like every day is just a new adventure and nobody really has a sure footing about what actually is going to happen, what's going to work. Perfect example, the official badge, which was a gray badge, was rolled out and then immediately rolled back and killed by Elon. And now, actually, as of late last night, it's back again. Now, Twitter Blue, which is basically anybody can buy and get a blue check mark, is like you've cut, you had... Uh, Eli Lilly, um, the pharmaceutical company, somebody created a fake account, bought the $8 blue check mark, and said, insulin is now free. And so that went viral. And then Eli Lilly had to come out and say, like, no, actually, it's our official account is called LilyPad, and that we're not actually making insulin free. And so it's just chaotic, and advertisers are running for the hills, and Elon has a bunch of debt to pay on it, and he already said bankruptcy might happen. And so I have no idea if this thing is going to survive. So people are sort of flocking to Mastodon. I don't really know. Really, YouTube is sort of my other social media channel. I think Google should bring back like Google Buzz, like get some stability in there, and maybe that will do it. Uh, that's that. The other fascinating thing that is causing absolute chaos in the world of just technology is FTX. Now, this is I, I obsessed with this because it's from an economics perspective. So FTX was a, I think, the third or fourth largest cryptocurrency exchange. And as it turns out, uh, the CEO, Sam, was effectively running a Bernie Madoff, uh, as it turns out that he 
<laughs> he started out with all these great intentions, like, we're not going to be Bear Stearns, we're not going to be Bernie Madoff, and like he said this in front of Congress, and then all of a sudden, that's exactly what they did. So what happened, what an exchange is supposed to do is you give them $10, they give you $10 in cryptocurrency. This is super glossing over it, and then you can go spend that $10 in currency however you want, but that $10, the $10 US dollars stays at the exchange as liquidity, meaning that somebody else who has money can come and extract it. It's supposed to be a one-to-one -one relationship with you put money in, that stays in there. But that's not what happened because the exchange also had a, effectively a, a hedge fund called, I think it's Alameda, and they ran out of money. They made some bad bets. There's been a run on crypto, a run on the crypto banks, and they needed a billions of dollars. So rather than leaving the money that's supposed to be in your account no matter what, they they lent that to Alameda. Alameda says, whoop, whoop, we screwed up again. That's double screw-ups. Rather than letting them collapse, they got these secret loans and basically billions of dollars in liquidity that wasn't supposed to go out the door. Your deposits or whoever's deposits they were just got used to prop up this other entity. The other entity continued to just hemorrhage money as there's a run on crypto and blah, 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 blah. Uh, it is fascinating. There's going to be there's going to be some major, major fallout, not to mention this completely tarnishes the entire crypto scene. Technically, somebody will come in and say, look, it's not doesn't impact FTX.us, which is a separate entity. So primarily it's users outside the US who are impacted by this. But it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter. It, it's impacted the entire crypto scene. And um, it's I. I feel bad for the people who lost money. I really do. Because it sucks. Like, people were like, hey, this is my chance to get ahead. This is my chance to invest in something new. And the rug got pulled out exceptionally hard multiple times and times again. I am personally not a fan of crypto. Um, not the concept, but the way that it is implemented in instrumental uh, in its current existence. Bitcoin... It is whatever it is okay, I guess. Ethereum at least appears to have utility, but there's all these just random coins that are just coming up. They're just being made up out of out of thin air with no actual backing, and it's it is the riskiest of risky investments. And the people who I think made money from this stuff already left a long time ago. And if you're expecting some sort of home run, we're definitely past that stage, and now we're in this. Uh, everything's good in risky investments until the economy isn't. And the economy is uh, unsteady at best right now. And so people are looking to move out their liquid uh, capital into safer investments. And that is definitely out of crypto. And so that's what sort of created the run on the bank. And then there were some other transactions. It is, if you care about... It, it, I keep saying economics because, granted, this is not like the U.S. dollar being uh, having the rug swept out. That would be globally catastrophic and not expecting that to ever happen, at least not in my lifetime, unless there's a nuke that blows up. But the reality is, is that this is a, a micro view of a greater economy of a truly, if you will, free market. As we are learning, even the crypto free market isn't truly free. And there's already players involved, exchanges who can completely screw it up. We've already seen other entities um, like Tether uh, freeze things. And so it's really, you're just seeing the the financial economy slowly rebuild in this nebulous world called crypto. And it, it's fascinating and i can't wait for the books to come out because i will read probably all of them there you go there is your side tangent for the day uh, on to the questions of the week we got a handful of questions in the week my friends just a handful and that is all that matters uh migi coming in and says what do you think will happen with twitter in the future it's looking really bad 
And where would you go if you had to abandon the bird? So this is like, this is the unknown because I don't personally, I don't think Mastodon is it. Mastodon is too confusing. It has a similar interface, but it's more, it's like a Twitter front end, but a discord back end, if that makes sense. Like you're on different servers. It's not one homogeneous environment where it's just everybody lands in the same place. You're across many, many different places. So there's a couple thoughts. If Twitter truly does die, uh, YouTube will be a great one. There's a YouTube community where I'll definitely post things. I've already started to post more there a little bit. That's probably one place that you can find it. So if you're not subscribed on YouTube, that's a great place to go. I don't know if Reddit would be. It's definitely not Facebook. Uh, I Here's what I honestly think is going to happen. Like this is just shooting from the hip here. Elon is in a bad spot with Twitter, like a really bad spot. First off, a lot of talent is leaving and not just talent, like talent is comes in two forms. Talent could be like, hey, I know how to um, shape the product and get us moving in the right direction. Like a good like leadership is exiting the company, but also engineering talent who actually knows how to build and craft and stabilize the, the product is also just leaving the company in droves. And so... And then that, that doesn't even account for the actual financial constraints where advertisers are like, I'm not touching this with a 10-foot pole right now because this place is chaotic at best. And so you've got you've got revenue declining. Now he's trying to fight that back with these $8 a month subscriptions. And I'm on the fence whether or not I'd pay. I, I would honestly the thing that would tip me over is like if I thought it would be, make the, the product sustainable, then I would be for it. If I actually saw there was a clear direction and something worthwhile to preserve, then I very much more than likely would be willing to pay for Twitter or whatever the hell they're calling it, Twitter Blue. But as of right now, it's like, give me $8 so I can pay the bills so this thing doesn't go under. It's not exactly a very attractive place to put your dollars. Not to mention, the, <laughs> their security does, like their whole security suite just walked out the door. And so it's like giving them credit card information also feels dicey. I guess you could go through Apple and that's probably a better way to go about it. I don't know if they are going to survive. I, like, I, I don't like saying it's 50-50 because it's like, well, everything's a 50-50. Either could happen or couldn't happen. But that's actually a pretty big deal because before they were sold, I would say it's like 90% possible that Twitter survives for the long term, but not now, not when they have to serve billions of dollars in debt annually, which is significant, significant. He already sold some of his Tesla stock. The hilarious thing to me is if I were an avatar, if I were GM as an example, and, GM, and Twitter's like, hey, Put me, buy more ads on us. I would, here's my response to be like, well, is Elon buying Tesla ads on Twitter? Because if he doesn't think that product is good enough to advertise his own products, why should I? And of course, they will come back and say, well, Tesla doesn't buy ads. And then GM should be like, well, we don't either. Uh, that's too risky. You don't even clearly believe in your own product. So why should we do it either? And yikes it is it's again fascinating to watch like it's two hands over the eyes but a little peeking through watching the train wreck in real time and uh it's fascinating to watch the chaotic nature of what is happening i don't want to say this once great institution but what this once backbone infrastructure of modern society and so yeah yep there we go uh, JLV jumps in and says, this is a great question. He says, I don't think there's a clear replacement, but I'm finding a lot of Australian InfoSec has jumped to a thing called Mastodon, a very late, it is very beta. It's Ma Mastodon is probably the best parallel, but it's not a one-to-one -one replacement, at least not yet. I strongly suspect we will see potentially another startup. Uh, Google Buzz could come back out of nowhere. It, Twitter or uh, Facebook could do it, but I don't want, I don't want, I don't want Facebook to do it. Uh, yeah. I think Google Buzz should just turn back on, and I think you'd have uh, some interesting stuff there.
So, Mr. PKI coming in, having a fun based on the news this week. If Halo, oh gosh, <laughs> if Halo Infinite is the comparable analogy for Twitter, that's a that's a rough one, and I'm and I mean that. Uh, not so great for Twitter. Well, maybe, I don't know. What would be the corresponding game that would use for Mastodon? Uh, okay, so a lot to unpack here because he's saying Halo and Twitter are sort of analogous, meaning uh, Halo launched sort of in a disaster and Twitter is in sort of a disaster. So there you go. I would, I would draw a parallel between Mastodon and No Man's Sky. Now, the reason why I say that, No Man's Sky, some people will say, hey... Uh, it launched in a disaster. Actually, it just really just launched an unfulfilled promise, and I'm not trying to rose-tint history here, but it, it was rough, but it worked. The difference here is that we know what happens to No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky figures it out, gets it all together, gets it packaged up nicely, and now is quite good. Mastodon feels like it's in that same place where, hey, it's not there yet. Everybody sort of agrees it's not there yet, but the bones are there, the infrastructure and the tooling is there, and so it feels like it could get to somewhere great eventually. So, uh, and he follows, Mr. PKI follows up and says, and speaking of Mastodon, are you seeing a wave of insiders stating, starting to use Mastodon versus Twitter now? Yeah, there's definitely more action. I've been on, so I've been on Mastodon. I signed up in 2017. That's how long it's been around. Now, I've not been active over there. But I've been on there since 2017, and the activity as of the last three to six months has been significantly bigger than ha what it had been in its entire history. So uh, I, I definitely think Mastodon is having its moment. The question is, can Mastodon capture the moment and really run with it? But the problem is, is Mastodon, I, if, per my understanding of it, isn't really a company. It's more of an open source sort of project thing less so than like a Twitter or a Facebook. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. JNBCK wrapping it up as he should with a great line. It says, happy Friday, Brad, and happy Veterans Day. A big thank you to all the vets. Amen. It is Veterans Day. And actually, this episode is being dedicated to Mr. Johnson, who was in our neighborhood. This dude was 97 years old, was in World War II, and was a pilot, and he passed away this week. And so he was always a bright, shining spot of the neighborhood. Just always happy. Love dogs. And uh, he has gone on to the great Valhalla of the of the sky and so this episode is obviously dedicated to him here on veterans day he says what was your favorite thing to come out of dotnet conf and the release of dotnet 7 so we've got maui we've definitely got maui it is in there um but i think my bigger one is the native arm 64 support which again kills me this this would have been a great headline in uh 2016 2015 5, whatever came out then, provides native support for ARM64. That would have been a great .NET 5 feature, .NET 6, but here we are, .NET 7 in 2022, and now we're finally getting it. And this is sort of the, my, my hiccup with ARM and Microsoft's efforts. Like, they're saying, we're all, we're all in on ARM. Are you? Like, really? Like, it took till 2022 to get .NET on board. It took until this year to get Visual Studio. Like, it's, it just feels like it's a, not even a passion project, just a side project that just gets kind of, kind of come, come and iterating wrong and just it'll be whatever it is. Um, but by far, ARM64 support natively in there, so at least ARM continues to have a fighting chance in the world. So there you go. Interesting podcast, a little outside the usual uh, Microsoft only news, only because I, the, the Twitter train wreck and the Mastodon and the FTX is fascinating to my little cog brain. Uh, be on the lookout, for, especially if you're on the YouTubes, um, if you're on the 
If you're on all the other feeds, because this is the podcast, you won't be able to see the videos coming up, but I'm going to be playing around with the capture card and doing hopefully, hopefully a little bit deeper dive on the new dashboard here and just playing around with that because it's fun. It's cool. And it's my first time with an Xbox Series S in my own house. And so with that, friends, have yourselves a wonderful weekend. We'll catch the thousands, actually over 10,000s of you who listened last week, hopefully here this week, and we'll catch all of you right back here next time.